took his stupid hand and like just ran it between your butt cheeks. I'm recording now, but that was something else. That was quite the hey. Wow. Hey. Yes. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Diaries of a Wedding Singer. We have a special treat for you all today, and it is our special interview with Meg Doherty, a current performer in the Broadway show Wicked. So she's got some fun insights to tell us all about. So we've known Meg for at least 15 years, going back to our childhood. She was one of the first people that we performed with in community theater and different shows and just an amazing performer. Learned so much from her and I'm so excited to talk to her today about all of her performance experience in general and on Broadway and all of that. It's good stuff. So enjoy. Here is Meg Doherty. Yeah. Well, thank you, Meg, for talking with us. When we started this, we were like, who could we talk Meg? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even think twice about having you on because we knew you had stories for us. Uh Definitely have those stories. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, feel free to jump right in. We'd love to hear what you're doing now. Like, tell us a little bit about your what you're doing, I guess, for work and throughout the past. Who I am. Yeah, you are. um, My name my stage name, Meg Doherty. <laughs> Actually, also my legal name. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, that's sort of the joke is like, I can tell when people met me through different, how they oh know what right. my name is because right. people who know me from like way back think of me as a scandal. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then when I went to go file my taxes for the first time at the age of 10. Um, <laughs> because you've been performing that long? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I went to file my taxes for the first time, and then they just were like, oh, um, this person doesn't exist. And I really? remember opening up my thing and reading it and looking at my mom and saying, they say I don't exist. And then all of a sudden, this moment, she like she just like got this moment of clarity and was like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. You're a Doherty. So I'm like the oh middle God. child. Oh my god. You're like the pseudo adopted child. I'm the middle child with a different last name. That's right. We're both middle children too. We we love a good middle child. Oh yeah. Middle child, different last name than both of my brothers. That's, That's so hilarious. funny. You know what? I always thought that the reason you were like was was because of a stage name. Like why you didn't use Scannel is or is because you just like liked the name Doherty better than Scannel. Uh, but no. <laughs> well, for a long time I was going by Doherty Scannel. So I went through yeah, Do- I yeah, went as Doherty yeah. Scannel with the hyphen. Um, after school, I had a casting director who just looked at me and she was like, that's a lot of name. That's a lot to that's write down. That's a lot of name. <laughs> but it's also my legal name because my mom, I can't, the way I was born in Massachusetts and mm-hmm. my mom is the one who needs to like fill out the paperwork because my dad's just not on my birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> No, she was having a day, I guess. Um, she was like, I'm just, I'll be right back. 
I just have to go quickly do something else. That I'll is right hilarious. Back. So you oh not only God. you find out he's not on your birth certificate, and you also have a major identity crisis at the age of ten. <laughs> like, well, I just I was like, listen, there's no question. I'm his child. I have his ADHD. <laughs> I have his storytelling. I like have his organizational skills. Like, there's That's no amazing. question. Oh it is very clear, but like oh, yeah. just is absent from my birth certificate. <laughs> okay. So I'm a darty. Funny. So yeah, but I so I'm Meg Doherty, <laughs> and that's where we were, right? Okay. Um, the beginning at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. At the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Do you guys have a time limit? Am I supposed nope. to keep nope. it brief? Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. So I uh, am currently in preparation to go back into the Broadway Company of Wicked. Woo-hoo! Fun. Woo-hoo. That's yeah. awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we start rehearsals in August and we reopen on September 14th. So yeah, my job basically right now is like trying to get ready to go back into the show because mm-hmm. totally. I mean, good Lord, I, I you know, you cross uh 30 something and then it's use it or lose it land yeah and yep. yes boy boy a whole 16 months of sitting on your tush is a bunch of lose it um, well really, I mean so, yeah it's not like lot. it's it's not like it's been a month in between shows or something it's like you said a year and a half almost yeah. of not doing so, anything are you are yeah. you saying like vocally or like just like performance in general like remembering what oh, it's like all, to be on stage yeah yeah all of the above mm-hmm. yeah all of the above because it's not only just the like vocal aspect of it I feel pretty okay about my vocals because I did spend uh most of the of that time off actually teaching voice and Mm. if not teaching voice then I also um do baby music classes so I at least am singing every week um oh gosh I remember you teaching doing classes you know all the way back to the Point Sebago days and I remember mm-hmm. specifically a memory of mine with you 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 asked everybody to go up on your on their toes and my feet were like arched outwards towards my pinky toes you know they weren't mm-hmm. like straight up and down and I you looked right at me and you go you get your feet straight now I was like ah! Oh my god! <laughs> you you don't you I know you were we're just trying to figure it out, but I really don't want you to like break your ankle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I had no idea what proper anything was, and you were like, "No, you straighten those ankles out right now." And like the fear of God struck in me at that moment, and literally <laughs> well, any time never forgotten. It, I've never you? forgotten it. Right, and even today. <laughs> When I'm like walking around and I notice I'm walking on the outsides of my feet, I'll like purposely try to bring them in together, like oh as a gosh. normal thing. Still to this That's day, so isn't that crazy? <laughs> Serious power. <laughs> Serious well, power. Um- <laughs> It's like, don't do that. Well, yeah, because that's the other thing. I mean, as far as like anytime you're trying to dance is so different than moving. I mean, it is and it isn't moving athletically. Just things that you're not going to do necessarily if you were playing a sport or if you're running or you're doing yoga, like just the kind of things and having that proper alignment so that you're not in the long run damaging your knees, damaging your ankles, damaging your lower back or any of that stuff. It's so, because a lot of time we're just kind when you're young, you're all bendy and you're going to bounce back. Some of us are more bendy when we're younger (laughs) than others. Yeah. Some of us are never bendy at all. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who Uh, forgot, Susie and I have arthritis, so mm. never been bendy. It's really great. No, but right. And it's just like learning to take care of that and do it in a way where you're not 
like creating long-term damage that makes me that brings me actually to a a question regarding vocal preparation because as a like for you especially as a Broadway singer and for Susie and I as like wedding singers what do you do as far as like vocal warm-ups because and how do you keep your voice in shape because I really don't think I do enough to keep my voice in shape and I'll do like like warm-ups in the car just like singing along to stuff as a warm-up and not an actual thing so like as a vocal teacher as a performance Broadway musician artist what do you do we have to remember that we are we're like vocal athletes and mm-hmm. so it, it are it is trying to keep trained these teeny little muscles and so not only understanding the your anatomy and the placement of your larynx and exploring all of that stuff and keeping it nice and and uh limber but it's like doing stuff easy things like uh, singing through a song on like a lip trill so um or like a lip buzz uh-huh. however okay. you want to call it but like because mm-hmm. what happens is if you ever sing through something on like a lip trill or something like that you're going to notice it's so much easier and your voice feels more like one voice mm-hmm. huh. and it's easier to transition into your upper register it might feel seamless and then when you try to open your mouth and sing it on and all all of a sudden it's like why is this cl- climbing Mount Everest Um, comparatively speaking and so singing through and kind of getting all of that nice and warmed up uh, and singing easy because what happens is is that it's similar to um, singing straw exercises (laughs) oh getting very technical now Uh, so singing straw exercises are things that uh, for anybody who hasn't heard of it uh, this was started by uh, vocal therapists and speech pathologists and what they would do is they would take a straw and you would put it into like a cup of water and then you would sing and the bubbles the pressure kind of pushes back the energy and so what ends up happening is you have equalized energy of the the air coming out and through your vocal cords and then also pushing some of the energy back uh, towards the vocal cords because you're not just expelling all of your air. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of exercises are so great because it can cut your warm-up in half and if you have children or just you have a busy schedule it becomes hard for you to take the time. I don't have 25 minutes to warm up. So if you're taking these straws and you're just kind of singing through that and just moving through your register starting in a nice comfortable place but working on having that sort of seamless transition and paying attention to your voice and making sure that it feels nice and limber and you're ready to go sing for two hours or three hours or whatever um Mm -hmm. you can really cut that warm-up time down in half and just take care of your instrument yeah absolutely there it is do you find your instrument yeah that was wonderful yeah (laughs) do you find i'm gonna practice that i'm literally gonna do like singing through lip trills you know every time you have to get out and go for a run like take your voice for a run because you will lose it absolutely Uh, absolutely absolutely and also the other thing is is that nobody really talks about it but as women our voices do change totally like everybody knows about the male voice change Mm -hmm. um but they don't really talk about the female voice change and the thing is is that you see all these girls who are teenagers or in their early 20s and just out of like either a vocal performance program or a musical theater program and they're just shrieking up Mm -hmm. to the rafters and it's like well me too when I was a kid (laughs) and then I like hit 30 and my voice was like oh we're not doing that anymore yeah Uh, and you have to find different ways of 
of approaching things and you have to learn to live in the mix and especially now with the way that a lot of pop music is written the way that a lot of musical theater is written now like having that power mix uh, is so important because it's how you're going to be able to sing through things forever not just once Right. right exactly when I think about your time on Broadway because weren't you on for like three weeks and then COVID hit? Yeah. Or is so, it something so annoying like that? It, so like- it was... <laughs> at, you, do you, you know Molly Keen Dreyer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, yes. She literally texted me and she was like, this is so on brand for you. I know. Laughing so hard about the whole thing because I was like, this is about right. Um, Did you watch that dream? Let me just quickly snatch that right away from you. Let me just quickly. I'll just take it right back for a second. You know this thing you've been working towards forever? Uh, yeah, yes. so, Wicked. so, so like how do you um, deal with like preparing for that? And like, were you ever sick when performing? I wasn't. Thank the Lord. Thank I was never, I never had the chance. Um, oh. but no, it's fine. <laughs> the thing about it is like my whole entire life changed because I went from being this person that was like so scattered with a million different jobs and just like living the life of a freelancer, you know, well, someone who will never collect social security. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, this is your full-time job. This is it. Oh, My full-time job. And amazing. I mean, it was also super nerve-wracking and I found that I really had to get up every day and like meditate for 20 minutes yeah. before mm-hmm. I started sure. my day because I had lived such a compartmentalized, fragmented like actor in New York life that was all over the place that to then have one day or one job that I had to focus on. It was incredibly overwhelming to yeah. have that switch. Mm-hmm. Um, especially have it switch when you're when you're an, a fully an adult and you have your routines and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not as I'm not as flexible as I used to be as mm-hmm. far as rolling with the punches with all of this stuff. Right. Uh, this is very spoiled rotten. I'm so <laughs> lucky to be a part of a company like Wicked because I, I can't believe you just said that sentence. Like that's right? so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. But it's just so cool. They they really take care of us as well. A lot of Broadway companies are just like really trying to make it happen. And even though you get to Broadway, it's still, it's still kind of the same as everywhere else where it's like, well, we had a lot of people who believed in this, but then there was no audience for it. But Wicked is this billion dollar brand. Right. And so they really want it and need to take care of their people. So not only do we have access to like physical therapists who can come in and work with us because the stage is raked, uh, which means it's on an angle and you spend enough time on that and that's really going to jack up your hips and back. Um, and, but I also, um, they, we, I had access to a gym membership where they had a steam room. So I would go and like steam and then I would go and do my spine stuff and like go lay on like a foam roller to like lengthen out my spine and roll out. And then I'm like taping my knees and you're like a professional athlete. It really is. It's like a professional athlete. I was going to say, I don't, I don't consider that spoiled brat at all. Like in the company, I consider that like, you know. The necessary means of doing the job that you're in. Give me a good show. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing is like as performers and as artists, we are told 
by society at large so much by so many people that it's like, well, what's your real job mm-hmm. or whatever? You, you do. You just get told that all the time where people are like, you know, oh, you're an actor? What are you in? And if you're right. not in something right now or you're a singer, what's your band name? And if you're not doing yep. something right now, then somehow it's like you're seen as, or what yep. am I going to know you from? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not different than who I was like five years ago. I'm still the same level of performer. I just all of a sudden have a job with a company that everybody knows now. Right, right. Do you find that there's like a ton of pressure to be like, okay, well, we know you're in Wicked now, but what's next? What's after? Even while you're involved in something so great? Um, I mean, not not really, mostly because everybody's really been worried about their own nonsense for (laughs) (laughs) the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know that for me, I did have a little bit of internalized how, okay, this is this is such a major opportunity that you have been waiting for. How can you capitalize on this? Because also at the end of the day, like there's some people who can do eight shows a week forever. Um. But I don't know if I'm someone who can do eight shows a week forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's like every job ends. Every right. job ends. There's only so long that I will be able to pretend I'm a college student in this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's it's understanding that you have to be smart about it and thank right. God I'm not a kid anymore mm, right and like right. A, just You're... a total idiot who's gonna go take this crazy paycheck I'm getting and blow it on right. I don't know like jeans that aren't gonna fit me soon um <laughs> like what yeah. you're an adult you you know you, you've yeah. got a perspective on world without well, this versus yeah. and hope, you know and world now with that this. you I mean you have this amazing thing under your belt now basically mm. so I mean if worst case scenario you have this amazing thing that you can put on your resume and be like this is what I've done and these are this is all the other shows that I've done and all the other jobs that I've had like look at this amount of experience that I have right Right. like that's so important so important and also I mean for for a big part of it as well knowing my type um which is Mm -hmm. this is just so different as being an actor there just weren't casting people who were my type who were in their 20s or in their early 30s but then you Uh know there's also there's there's so much more stuff that's being like filmed in New York now um so there's just a lot of possibilities and it's really kind of exciting and I you know I hope I'm like (laughs) focused and organized and smart enough to like really seize on the opportunity I was gonna say Um, I was like I think so no worries there oh my gosh (laughs) I'm I'm really interested to see what that audition process was like how do you audition for Wicked yeah there's I mean there's tons of casting directed casting directors in New York and there's all these different offices and um Wicked happens to be under Telsey which actually Telsey casts like ever like almost everything on Broadway it's almost like a Mm -hmm. weird monopoly um and the thing about that is like you can look and see certain people's careers that it just was this casting office really liked them and so right right god isn't that that's just how it is in so many it is well that's the thing is like and it makes sense because Mm -hmm. you know from a childlike perspective you think oh whoever's the best for the job will will work mm-hmm. will get it and the thing is is that sure but also uh once you get to new york everyone's talented so what else are you bringing right. to the table exactly right. and right. people mm-hmm. want to work with people they like to work with and that's right. the same that is a universal truth yes. you want to work with the people who you know are going to do a good job who are going to have your back who you get along with like you're mm-hmm. never going to 
if you're if you're auditioning someone for a band or even if you're interviewing someone to you know babysit your children or like work at an ice cream stand you're gonna oh, take matter. the person anyone can watch my kids it's fine. <laughs> You like take them, um, but it's like, are you're you available? Gonna, yes, right. Are, <laughs> but you're going to take the if there's someone who's like a total stranger or someone totally. who comes recommended through someone else, you're going to mm-hmm. take the person who's recommended 100%. by some. You know, yeah. that's just the yeah. way it always is. And yeah. so, um, but anyway, so for my personal journey for Wicked was that I got typed out of auditions, meaning like you show up and there's so many people that they have to like arbitrarily go through which is stupid for Wicked because there's no type typing for Wicked the whole point of the show is that it is kind of everyone but when they have like chorus calls or even EPAs which is an equity principal audition which meaning you're a member of the union the actors union Um, but when they have these auditions there's just everybody shows up because there is no type and anybody could be in the show Mm -hmm. and so they'll type they type and it's just a way of like weeding it down and so maybe they know they're looking someone for this track um and that track and they know that this person needs to cover this person's in the ensemble but they need to cover glinda or they need to cover uh the father or they need to cover you know Mm -hmm. whoever and so i went to all these auditions for a really long time and i couldn't get in and my track specifically my role is uh, when Glinda gets to school in the beginning of the show, she has two friends who, and the three of them together are kind of the mean girls. And one of the friends is a thin dancer and one of the friends is generally plus size because she also covers Madame Morrible, who's the headmistress of the school, who's played by an older woman. And there's one woman in the ensemble who is an older woman in the cast and she is the first cover for Madame Morrible. And then this is the second understudy for Madame Morrible. Okay. Um, and so everybody needs to like double up. And every every principal role has two understudies, <laughs> generally wow. speaking. Um, and so because you never know when someone's going to go on vacation or someone's going to do all these things. I mean, you always have to have someone ready to cover for the part. And so this plus size character in the cast is usually a younger person who can play older. Um, And the thing about that is that there's not a ton of work for plus size actresses. (laughs) There just isn't. Um, It's this like weird demographic that they're like, well, we see you as this like one thing and we gave you hairspray. Yeah. So what What else do you need? Um, oh, my God. Right. So <laughs> it's like this you hairspray where you're like, I'm confused. Um, there's a lot of us and we are all also very different types of people. We're humans. Yeah. Weird. OK. What? Um, no, you're not. So <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so I had the thing is, is that when people get into that role, a lot of the time they'll they'll sit there and hang out. Um, And they just sign contract after contract because why not? I I can't say I wouldn't. Um, And so I couldn't get in for it for a really long time. And then a very good friend of mine from college was was like, really, you're super right for this track because he was working as the music director on in one of the national tours. And he was like really trying to get me in for it, but he didn't have, he wasn't in a position of power. And then um, after a while, he ended up moving over and going into the music director um, position for the Broadway company. And he was just like, they knew that they were looking for someone for this track. And so he was like, I have a friend and she's right for this. Um, Can we bring her in? And 
I had happened to like wish him happy birthday and he was like, we're still looking for this and I think you're right. I'm going to bring you in. And I went in and I went in once and uh, they called me in right in the middle of a vacation with my my now husband. And we and I was I know. Um, (laughs) And so (laughs) he was so sweet. We were supposed to I was supposed to fly down. There were a whole bunch of tornadoes and all the flights were canceled. We were in Montreal and he just Mm -hmm. like called up the car rental place and was like this is really important we need to get back to New York can I take this car and they said sure and so he drove me home and I went into this audition and I came out and I was like I oh all that happened okay and so we went back to Montreal and finished our vacation they called me back (laughs) a little while later and they were like that's great for now test Mm -hmm. you twice so I ended up going in again um in January and I'm like in the middle of planning our what is now not a canceled wedding um just add it to the list (laughs) it's just right january so it's like january 2020 and we're like a couple days in i'm in the throes of like doing all of this wedding planning stuff and they were like hey see you on thursday and i was like see you on thursday can i even do this right now and so i went in and it was just like this great experience where this casting director was there and my friend was in the room and um, it's like one of those things where the your interview started and you didn't realize it started already e- like your audition e- has begun and like you don't even know it because you're just exactly. chatting and having a good time exactly yeah. I got a text from my friend saying hey where are you going to be at about three o'clock and I was like oh, I'm around and then wherever he you need me, me to be, be. <laughs> he, right and then he facetimed me and he was like hey how did your dance call go and I was like it went pretty well but I feel like it could have been in my character more and he was like well I think you'll probably be able to you know work more on your character on Tuesday when you start rehearsals <laughs> oh it just gave me chills I, oh. I literally did too oh god like years of just like waiting for that phone call oh. yeah and it's hard because like I know exactly what it's like to be on the other side because I had with the revival of Les Mis had been in callbacks for like two months Mm-hmm. And wow. then got down to the final room, and then they, and then I just didn't get it. Oh. Um, you know, so it's like I, and I, same thing with, you know, into the woods and the park, and like I had had a whole bunch of things where I was like just been really close, and people had always really liked me, but they were just like, you're just not right. Um, <sighs> and and it's about the tenacity of like hanging out and sticking around, and right. and not giving up and going home. Um, right, 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 right. And that that was my journey. And then I got there and and I was like, oh, boy, I haven't done a show in a while. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> what like, did I sign up for? Right I've now. like sung at gigs, but like being in a show right. for a while and a being Broadway a replace- show. Yeah. And being a and also being a replacement in a Broadway company is a very different beast than being cast in a show outright. Because Hmm. when you're a replacement, the show is already up and running. It's a machine at this point. And you learn it like it's just you and the dance captain in a rehearsal space and no other people. Right, and you you have to get it right because everybody else knows their stuff already. So, well, and and more importantly, there's set pieces moving around that are gonna like (sighs) knock you out if you're not there. So, and then all of a sudden you have what they call a put in, which is where you are in costume and have a microphone on, and nobody else does. Um, Maybe you have some people in microphones, but everybody else is in street clothes because they've been in the show for two years. And so they're all like (laughs) kikiing off to the side and texting when they're not on stage and having a drink of water and talking about where they're going to get dinner before the show. And then you're like 
you know, in a in a weird sweating green in outfit, your costume. sweating in your costume, <laughs> and it's oh like God. if you're wrong, everyone's really gonna know. <laughs> oh wow! And then that is and, not intimidating at all. Oh my God, yeah. it's so traumatizing. I had nightmares for days <laughs> oh, afterwards. I can imagine. Oh no! Everybody's like friendships too. Like everyone's best friends probably at this point, and you're just Absolutely. like plopped in. Absolutely. They mm-hmm. there's every there's this whole social circle and everything that we love about doing theater when we're young, where it's like we all get the cast list at the same time and we all get to rehearse together none of that is there when you're a replacement like you don't have that bond until Mm -hmm. being in the show for a little while um I have two people in the company who are not who I still like text with and one of them is the girl playing Alphaba because she was coming in at the same time as me so we were in rehearsals we would sometimes be in a rehearsal together and then just the guy playing Bach because one of the days that we had to sit upstairs and sign posters for the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS stuff like Mm -hmm. we sat across from each other and signed like 30 posters and chit-chatted about whatever Right. right but other well, than yeah, that yeah. well i mean weird. at least at that point yeah i mean with the break with the 16 months of a break like kind of everybody's coming back in new you know yes. I mean, even though they're not so that's kind of like i mean another weird benefit of if you had to have covid and come back like at least now you're all kind of on the same playing field absolutely um, as far as you haven't been there you know Absolutely. We're all coming in and we're all like going to have to go through this rehearsal process kind of from scratch together. So it's I'm very excited about it, actually. God, Um, I hope so. It sounds just amazing. Oh, good for you. It's a dream. It is just so cool. How long does the show run? So I still have like 22 weeks on my contract. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's like to do that life and to live that life um is very it's a huge commitment yeah um, I can imagine. because you don't get to just like go on vacation whenever you want and go home for holidays um mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like missing weddings and big yeah. family events because you just can't go can't. do them that's, right that's, i mean even on the much smaller scale of doing weddings in my band like i've missed almost every single friend's wedding that I can think of. I mean, I've like had to carve out time just to go to my brother-in-law's wedding this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely yep. an, a large sacrifice that goes along with performing, especially, I mean, especially Broadway, but also, you know, in wedding bands and things. Absolutely. That, you know, performing bands, touring bands. Yeah. But yeah. That's so me. it's like, wow. it's very different to like have this lifestyle, totally. but it, it does, it has its ups and its downs. Definitely. Yeah. Well, before we leave the subject of Broadway, I would like to know from an insider, how accurate is the show Smash? Um, I can't tell you. I've never watched it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, what? I don't, I don't it, know what you're talking about. It came on when I was in India. Oh, And no I way. just never watched it. I have no yeah. idea. I know a ton of people who were on it, but like oh, I cool. never... I never isn't that so funny I just like it was a mid-season replacement and then I just never I never watched it (laughs) funny there you go now you got something on a watch list right Uh, I want to I want to know of any like any funny mishaps that you've just in your general performing days like have there ever been like anything where you're like oh my gosh that just happened live on stage or you know right before we went Uh, on I mean I accidentally went naked on stage Oh, from mm-hmm. the bottom, from the bottom down at Point Spago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait, well, what? I mean, listen, no, listen, <laughs> yeah. there's enough stuff that has happened at Point Spago that yeah. 
Jack and I, Jack and I very casually have like, I don't know, like an eight season TV show planned. Um, just about like watch. all of I the things that have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we should, maybe we should clarify that. So Allie and I met Meg. I don't know. Everybody, everybody had a boy haircut. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, sure did. Sure did have that, add that like white girl afro. Yep. My friend uh, calls me Susie Maddow when, when he sees pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody had a short haircut. Short. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. And I remember always paying very close attention whenever I was happened to be doing a show, whether it was like Susicol or Chicago. Which, looking back at my time in Chicago, is hilarious. It's just <laughs> the best thing I've ever. Not seen. Broadway. Can clarify the the local the local. Oh, no, not so, Broadway so at all. Good. It was basically my first like real show. And here I was like with you know Susie Maddow walking on stage like. <laughs> whatever (laughs) remember you taking me um aside I don't know I don't remember why but it was like the just the two of us and Mm -hmm. in the rehearsal space and I I don't know if you remember this but I'll I'll never forget it I did a lot of this to a lot of people (laughs) I hope it came off the way I intended because I I'm a little haunted by how often I did this we're about to find out I I I still use this today I still use it today and I often think like man if I wonder if I'd spent more time around Meg how many like other performance tricks I couldn't have could have had but I um you were trying to tell me about how little movements make a huge deal mm-hmm. and how like little tiny turns of your head or your body are are just as impactful as like some big arm movement or some mm-hmm. big turn and whatever. And I remember you were looking down like I was sitting we were sitting at a table like looking across from each other and you were looking down while you were talking to me about it. And you were like, you know, sometimes it, all, all it takes is like one little thing and you can really catch people's attention. And the whole time you're just lo- looking down at the table and then without moving anything else but your eyes, you just like quickly just opened your eyes and looked straight at me and I was like ah! and I remember like, <laughs> I remember I mean, that's what you were trying to prove like you mm-hmm. were trying you were showing the example and I literally like even now I was like oh I, I got chills when you did that and I was like I'm gonna do that forever it's well, amazing I'll never forget it it was so cool was I'm so like, oh. glad that it was a good yeah well I'm so glad it was good and positive and you weren't like look at this terrible advice you gave me no um, <laughs> haunted me for the rest of my I days I remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I just am so like there's so especially Chicago was so interesting because like, that is a nice who, first way all, to put it <laughs> <laughs> exactly because like trying to coach teenagers on how to actually be like uh, have some depth uh, have Emotive. some depth. They understand like kind of these juvenile approaches or yeah. you had so much less media, so much less ways of understanding how to do things. I mean, like what were we all doing? Just like putting body glitter all over ourselves as tweens. Like it was right. not what it is now. <laughs> 18 you butterfly you clips in your hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're mm-hmm. like, don't come near me. I have a, a spiny crown of butterfly <laughs> clips. Um <laughs> I think of an eighth grade picture with with like just butterfly clips all in a row. Probably. <laughs> but it's there's there was so we all really had to we were like sort of the last generation that like really had to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. instead of having like a tutorial and then a sub- celebration of like you being your most organic self. So trying to talk to and coach a lot of like young girls um and just young people in general on how to be able to move like mature adult women who had committed murder. Um <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) was uh very interesting and it's like 
you'd have be like put your hand on your hip and it's like okay that's actually wrong put your hand above your hip right Mm. put your hand in the crease above your hip at your waist and actually angle your fingers so that we can create that line and just don't splay your fingers that's going to make your hips look bigger and like Mm. all these different things of like teaching people how to move in this way so that you know it didn't end up looking like um you know high school musical does chicago (laughs) right 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 I remember watching Roxy, Leah, play Roxy. And, like, in one of the scenes, they're, like, legit, like, just having sex on stage. Mm -hmm. And one of the scenes, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, just so, such a, like, blew my mind of, like, that's allowed? Like, people can do that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just. Such a brand new world. Yeah, this crossing over and, like, the loss of, like, innocence and this exploration of a darker side of reality and Mm -hmm. humanity that exists that for a lot of people is not necessarily where they feel comfortable yeah Yeah, absolutely oh that's so cool didn't you have a story from chicago Susie? from doing oh my gosh yes i did meg remembers as well she was there it (laughs) I, along the lines of like being exposed to things that have never happened to me before I remember the remember, you I know remember? you know what I'm gonna say one of, these, one of these one of the cast members like as a as a complete joke and I felt I don't know if our listeners will know what this is but is it called is it called credit checking is yeah it called? was called a credit swipe when this swipe. little asshole sorry if I'm not supposed to swear no but he oh, no, just, it's like, fine with us we don't care no he just as oh, sorry not to tell your story for you but please, I want to make sure that you it. understand as like the as someone who was an adult in that situation <laughs> and looking at it now where it's like this little twerp I don't even remember how old he was he essentially assaulted you like just and like, I mean, I don't even God, know if oh I've been God. kissed at that point. Like, very, very. You might need just, to explain just more what the story is. Sweet right now. little child, you were, and <laughs> a sweet little child being like, "I'm going to be in this show about all these dirty things," and now all of a sudden, this disgusting ma- man predator who was about your age, but he to was, be fair, yeah. he took his stupid hand and like just oh ran it between God. your butt cheeks. <laughs> I was so shocked. You should have been. (laughs) Because we were just standing in a circle talking with a few of the other cast members and he and he did this and I was so shocked that I he ran right away so I couldn't like attack him. But I and like No and and then poor Taylor Steves. Poor Taylor Taylor Steves. God, oh, poor may Taylor. he rest I, in peace. Um, oh, I know. Oh, no. So oh. you turn around. He, this guy does this to you. Credit checks you, and you turn around and you see the first person in front of you who you think is is the responsible for doing it. And what? No, do you, what no, do you, no. That's no, no. I didn't think he was responsible. No, he was laughing. Oh, no, and he I was just like out of shock and horror. Yeah, it was. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he was just like, "Oh my word!" Ha ha ha! And I just nailed him in the face, and like <laughs> out of pure <laughs> pure embarrassment on my part. Like yeah. it, it wasn't anything to do with Taylor I was just like oh my god like who can I retaliate against you're oh, here yeah. here he is <laughs> and this is what I'm gonna do oh my god oh my that kid, you know I saw him a few times extra um, after at Hannaford he was like working at Hannaford or something and I remember like I saw him and I just like see <laughs> so he just like turned around like ducked his head and like ran away I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, watch no. out, because if I'm going to grab oh, a grapefruit and lob it at your head. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my so, God. So yes. 
equal parts like absolutely mortified and funny when you look back on it like I mean the the funniest the funniest part of it is the fact that Taylor who like gasped (laughs) and chuckled out of shock because of anybody in the situation it was like this was wrong it was wrong to do it to her this is because the thing is is that (laughs) all of you like all you and your sisters like as people it was like these are women you respect like (laughs) ha 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 whatever you're gonna be like stupid or make gross jokes like we don't do it like you can be disgusting around the rest of these women but like we don't do that to the stobble girls and mostly because they won't understand what you mean (laughs) will have no idea what you're talking about um but it was just like everybody was always kind of like you can be gross around Nikki but you can't be gross around them okay like I don't know if that's good or bad I love it now but it was just like and then he just and Taylor just like shocked and oh, comfortable so and then giggled and then you just slapped oh him so hard so bad. and then he was like what did I do that's exactly what I was gonna say he was like what did I do I didn't do anything I was like oh my god I, like, I know I know but the other kid ran away so <laughs> I gotta oh hit someone god. <laughs> so oh, good. so amazing oh so oh. many so many I mean Chicago is also the show during um Oh my gosh! Well, I don't remember the number. What's the one with all of the feathers and the with the... all I care about is love? Yes, that's it. Yep. And we had like the tiniest costume, like a tiny sequins bra, sequins. And I think I think your mom wanted it to be a sequin thong, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't know if I'm cool with that one. That might be a list. So it was like ended up being sequin, just underwear. Yeah. Well, but I know because I think, that I lost I think my the yeah or- the, uh, the original costume because she had. Co- she the costumes that you guys wore I think that ended up being the tops of it were from the original Broadway company and I think oh. the original Broadway company or like one of the tours that we had we just had wow. some Broadway costumes that's cool um and Amazing. I think they were the bottoms were thongs <laughs> they brought them <laughs> out and it was like no nah, that's not gonna work <laughs> let's it didn't really matter because yeah. that that to change into that costume from one of the numbers before that we it was such a quick costume change and I remember mm-hmm. you ha- we had like obviously like the full body tights on or whatever mm-hmm. but I re- <laughs> I remember not getting them on in time like not getting the bottoms on in time and we were kind of standing behind a podium but the people just like were like nope we have to go like there's no time so I was like okay yeah so they're I just, not like, it, <laughs> this music's not gonna wait for you this nope, isn't a nope. live orchestra they can't nope. vamp. Like, no. <laughs> yep. So I just like went out on stage. I was like, well, I'm behind a podium, so hopefully no one notices. And just um, what, I mean, you other didn't than, have pants other than on? Sh- that I literally didn't have pants on. I was like, I'm just gonna go out here in nothing. Tights. Like, okay, just, Tight. just my tights, just, just my tights. tights, just tights. Hey. No problem. Like- I was like, well, aside from literally giving birth, I'm pretty sure no one's seen that much of me than other than that show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. oh lord. I mean that. I mean, uh, you just (laughs) there's that's the whole thing about. I mean, that is the thing about like summer stock and like regional theater in general is that it's just like you're just doing the best you can a lot of the time with what you have and the time and the budget and like. I mean, such a such incredible, hilarious, awesome memories. So 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 much fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it really certainly shaped shaped our our singing. Not I mean I don't even know if we call it careers, but like our singing careers and just like our what we do now is just all from that that era of our lives so before before we go I want to so because it's kind of a wedding podcast I guess Mm. do you have any crazy wedding stories well other than mine which was like 
uh, like canceled, uncanceled, canceled. Oh, oh my gosh, we we did get married, but like wow. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. You just spoke to Sean, right? Yeah. 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 So Griffin, <laughs> when Nikki was getting married. So Griffin and I were supposed to perform like during the ceremony something. Nikki didn't ask us for a specific song or anything. She just was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. And so we're in the middle of like Nikki got married opening weekend of Points Vago. Like oh, I mean, opening she, night of staff what? show and her wedding was the next day. Ooh. And I was like, well, I really hope you don't expect me to be there for all these things the week of because I literally can't. There's no one. Oh, like, right. I'll do my best, but like I can't mm-hmm. not be there for all of this. I'm like directing half these shows. Right. Um, right. So we, uh, so I was texting with Griffin, had started communicating with him um in February about what we wanted to do and like the communication back and forth and then he just was like we got to like the week before about what was supposed to happen and what we were supposed to sing and he was like I'm really busy I don't have time oh (laughs) my god what do you mean you're really busy you don't have time I am like drowning in like pirates and a children's show and a 90s show like are you kidding me I'm busy and And don't have time you can't say that I was like, but we still also, like, we never came up with a song to do. And so he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm super busy. And this is too last minute. At this point, we never settled on anything. Like, I don't have time. And I was like, oh, Lord. Okay. And so I was like, what am I going to do at this point? And I turned and I'm like freaking out and Logan Burns is like hanging out waiting for like his next rehearsal. And he was like, you could probably learn how to play the ukulele. I have one you can borrow. Oh my god. And I was like, what? And it's like Tuesday. And the wedding's oh on Saturday. Word. And I was just was like, huh? <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't play the ukulele. He's like, it's really easy. It's only four strings. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Logan proceeded to like, I think he had it on him, maybe. And so he just like handed me a ukulele and like a chord chart. And then he like flitted off to wherever he was going and I proceeded to like in from Tuesday to Saturday teach very roughly teach myself how to play ish the ukulele and (laughs) arrange a song because I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how to play this instrument I'm like reaching back into the depths of my music Uh theory classes that I barely passed in college uh, (laughs) to try to remember anything on how to transpose on how to do anything in any of this and like made an arrangement of what ended up being heart and soul oh my (laughs) how embarrassing chopsticks but here's the thing <laughs> if the verses are really nice of that song it's sure. just that the chorus is what you're like this is gross um oh so if you God. so I took the second verse which nobody knew realized what it was and then I mixed it with her childhood lullaby that her mom kept telling me was really important that I sang at the wedding which is the boom diada boom diada so I yes. took it and like made a mashup and then literally <laughs> Just tried to practice as much as possible in between doing all of these things. And I'm like walking around with a ukulele. Oh <laughs> Jack my was, gosh, Jack, my brother, for anybody who doesn't know, Jack was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> and I'm just like panicked and like trying to learn how to play the ukulele. And then I literally, the morning of her wedding, I looked at her and I was like, just, just know I tried, okay? 
<laughs> she just, was like, just know. Whatever. And she had no idea what was happening. And I was like, just know I tried. I tried my best. Oh <laughs> she's my like, gosh. she probably is the most chill bride. You I was going to say, for. she's the most oh. understanding in this, this type of situation. I feel like she would, she would probably prefer it if it was a shit show, just because oh, she you, would know that like it came from the heart. You mean, do you, are you talking about the time when the tent broke on top of her at her <laughs> wedding? Or and water when, came through? Yeah, or when she split out the butt of her dress. <laughs> this is all the same wedding, everybody. The same all the same wedding. wedding. All the same oh, wedding. It was so great. So, it was yeah. so, so how to go. So how to go. So you get up there. You gotta- it ended up going. Oh, there was one. There was like some F chord that I was like, nope, this is not it. Um, but the rest of it was okay. But the thing is, is that so I'm like, just no, I tried. And then we get to that point in the wedding. And then I walk over and. I walk over to Chris and I think she thought that I was going to like sing a song with Chris or something, but the ukulele was over hidden and somebody, I think was my dad taking pictures, my dad, I don't know, somebody snapped like the perfect photo of me the moment I just like picked up this ukulele and turned and looked at her. Oh, and was I'm like, going to have to post that to our Instagram when this episode comes out. It's like. I don't know. Here we go. (laughs) Just this look of like, I don't know what's happening. And she just looked at me like, and and she did that face where her her head like tilts Uh to the side and her eyes get huge and her mouth gets small. I'm doing (laughs) it right now. And she just was like, "Mm, what's going on here? (laughs) Oh my God. And then I just like. She's your best friend, so she knows that you don't yeah. play the ukulele. She's like, what the she, heck? What? Absolutely knew I did not play the ukulele. <laughs> oh, my. That is the, I mean, just think, I would be so impressed if Allie, like, picked up, I don't know, the drums and, like, started playing some song on the drum. I'd be like, okay, what's oh going on here? Oh, yeah. Oh so I'm, like, God. trying to, so I play this whole song and it ends up being, it ended up being fine, except for that one chord where it was, like, a pause and a, like, ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like, and all I could do because you guys were all like Kelly and all of them are like over there sitting like watching the ceremony, and I really That's wanted right. to like yell at him oh. and Andy Robbins. Turn around! Do not look at me while I do this. <laughs> or how about you? Can you guys musicians? come help me the can f just, out right now? How about you guys play you just, the keyboard? Yeah, I'm gonna need you to leave. Just leave the oh room. My gosh. I walk into the street, please. Um, <laughs> Stop looking at me. Um, Oh, my God. I'm dying. Here's the thing. Like, thank you very much, Griffin Sherry, for backing out of that last minute because the last, like, five year or four years of my life as I have taught all of these baby music classes and, like, really made my made a living out of it i have accompanied myself on the ukulele for all of them yes. so boom so yeah it's meant to be it's meant to be it meant to be it has been a real lifesaver <laughs> in being able to like make myself marketable oh, in certain ways because i can play yeah now. exactly exactly wow well yep. this That's has been hilarious. amazing amazing one more question one more question yeah and we'll give you your afternoon back um so <clears throat> what do you well maybe it's kind of two so what advice, I guess, do you have for performers or performing in general? And what do you or who do you admire most as a performer? Oh, okay. No. Um, First of all, it's two questions. That was a lot. It. I said two. I said two. <laughs> oh, I thought you My, said one. Okay. What I would say is um, uh, take, your, take your art seriously. Um, don't take it too seriously, but invest <laughs> the in right yourself. amount, just in, the right amount of serious. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the investing in yourself. Like if this is something that you want to do, 
first of all, you can be an artist anywhere in the world. You do not have to be in New York or in LA, wherever. Like you can be, you can make a living as an artist wherever you are. If you are an artist, you will make art wherever you are. So remember that investing in your art and in your art form and in yourself as an artist is so important because it will only it will only you only receive those dividends I think I'm using that term correctly Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't care it's totally cool oh no okay (laughs) um so but you will have return on those investments uh down the road practicing every single day, consuming art of a lot of different artists, all of those things and studying, it will show up in the way that you perform. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And who I admire as performers, um, I have a lot of love for comedians. Um, Mm. I really, I love Patton Oswalt. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely love the crew of people from the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Which is June Diane Raphael, uh, Jason Manzukas and Paul Shear. Yeah, it's, it's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Just such a great podcast. And then they yeah. also do all such great work on their own. And, you know, your classic Broadway people, I absolutely love Audra McDonald. And yeah. I yeah. I love, like, Beth Level. And I have so much love for so many different people who just really take their craft seriously. Uh, Laura mm-hmm. Bonanti, all kinds of people. I think that's a, a general like common theme in here is just people who who are serious about their craft and yeah. you know like and they do it well because they care about it you know right mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. I know Susie I know Susie said that she had one one more question I just have a, a quick just a two second thing <laughs> we have this little uh-huh. piece of that we like to do which is called do and don't so just a quick uh-huh. like for instance you know as a toast do make a toast do don't make a keep speech your clothes on when you're in Chicago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you have any sh- any performance related do but don't do this or don't do this but do um this. a do do is give it your all um and be brave mm-hmm. um because a lot of the time that's where all the fun creative stuff is is oh, in oh your is in your bravery um yep. I mean, think of like Lucille Ball. Think of like people yep. who like really do crazy, wacky stuff. Think of Will Ferrell. That's bravery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and don't don't self edit. Don't don't tell yourself you can't do something before somebody else decides. You know, Love it. don't don't say I'm not going to show up for that because I may not be right. You know, Love it. totally. Meg, awesome. you're the best. I can't wait to come to New York at some point. I know. See you in Wicked. Because guess who's never seen Wicked? Allie. Me. Can you believe that? I know. Oh, uh, so much good luck, Meg. I can't wait. I can't wait to see everything else that you do. You're amazing. Yes, Learned you are. So much. Love it. Thank you so much, ladies. I am available for teaching. Yes. My Instagram handle is at Meggles underscore Doherty. Not scannel. Not scannel. Dory. I'll make sure. I, I'll make sure. I, not scannel. Not Dory scannel. And uh, my teaching handle is at music with Miss Meg. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, Meg. Meg. Loved it. Stay, stay safe and stay healthy. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. This has been so much fun. Gosh, she is just such a pleasure to talk to. I love her <laughs> and you know you can what? just you know what? I didn't even realize like all the things that she's accomplished and you know I didn't I had no idea about her how she got on Broadway story or any of that stuff like that yeah. was just I'm, as exciting and fun for me to listen to 
I think that we probably could have talked to her for another three hours and would have had still plenty to say. She's I know. So I, I wasn't even. Yeah, I wasn't even looking at the time, and she had yes, such, such cool insights. Yeah, big treat. Thanks again, Meg, for joining yes. us. Yes, I feel like it's not every day or any day at all that you get to talk to someone so in depth about Broadway, which is so cool from an insider's perspective. It's just I mean, really not only, awesome. Not only Broadway, but Wicked, like the yeah. number one show for <laughs> a decade. You've really got to see Wicked. I, I can't I know. believe you haven't. Uh, I I know. I'm gonna. <laughs> I really would love to. Maybe we can do this for our birthday or something. Yes. The end oh of the fall. Gosh. We Definitely. one of us happens to have a free weekend. Maybe we can make that happen. Yes. Just. Oh such a gosh. such a pleasure talking to somebody on the inside. Yeah. So yeah, for oh. sure. Uh, look in the notes for our, her Instagram handles where you can find her. If you couldn't quite understand what they were, they'll be down below. And also follow us at Diaries of a Wedding Singer on Instagram. And also send us an email. We want yes, to hear please. your crazy stories. Please send us an email about anything, any fun, crazy performance story. <laughs> uh, and that is at Diaries of a Wedding Singer at gmail.com. Also mm-hmm. follow Susie's band at Yay! Mixology Band. <laughs> no, I was going to say .com, but Mixology Band. Well, you can do mixologyband.com. You can go to our website. Sure. That's fine. And follow yep. my band at North Coast Orchestra. And until next time, keep a lookout for new episodes every Monday. Please subscribe mm-hmm. or follow, like, review, all that good stuff. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.